This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, February 12th, 2024, I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Dutch Appeals Court orders Netherlands to stop exports of F-35 parts to Israel, citing war in Gaza. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington Weather Forecast, and John Bogus will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 45 degrees. And now on to our top story. Authorities say the young boy who was critically injured in the shooting at a Texas megachurch yesterday has been identified as the son of the shooter. Police identified the shooter as 36-year-old Janice Ivan Monero, excuse me, Marino, and say Marino had a history of mental illness, including being placed under emergency detention in 2016. Investigators had not yet established the shooter's motive. Marino used an AR-style rifle before being killed by off-duty officers working security at celebrity Pastor Joel Austin's Lakewood Church. Police say Marino's son remained in critical condition yesterday with a gunshot wound to the head. Yesterday, the boy was initially, excuse me, initially described as a five-year-old. Carnival dancers have taken the biggest stage in Rio de Janeiro to pay tribute to Brazil's largest indigenous group and pressure President Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva, to deliver on promises to eradicate illegal mining. Carnival has long been a platform for Samba schools to protest. Participants marched through the Samba, excuse me, the Samba drone yesterday evening, delivering their message to more than 70,000 revelers and millions watching live on television. A year ago, Lula declared a public health emergency for the Yanomami group of the Amazon. They suffer from malnutrition and diseases such as malaria as a consequence of illegal mining. Israeli forces rescued two hostages after storming a heavily guarded apartment in a densely packed town in the Gaza Strip and extracting them under fire. Local officials say at least 67 Palestinians were killed in the operation earlier today, most of them in airstrikes. The rescue in Rafah briefly lifted the spirits of Israelis shaken by the plight of dozens of hostages held by Hamas. Israel has described Rafah as the most, excuse me, as the last remaining Hamas stronghold in the territory and signal that it may soon target the town on the southern edge of Gaza. More than half of Gaza's population of 2.3 million have fled to Rafah to escape fighting elsewhere. The governments of Poland, France, and Germany are vowing to make Europe a security and defense power with a greater ability to back Ukraine. The foreign ministers of the three countries met in a Paris suburb today about Ukraine and other issues. They discussed reviving the so-called Weimar Triangle, a regional grouping designed to promote cooperation between France, Germany, and Poland. Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk also met with French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz in Berlin today. The diplomatic push came as fears grow that former U.S. President Donald Trump might return to the White House and allow Russia to expand its aggression on the continent. Judges in the Netherlands have ordered the Dutch government to halt an export of F-35 fighter jet parts to Israel, citing a clear risk of violations of internal law, excuse me, international law. 
A trio of human rights organizations brought a civil suit against the Netherlands in December. They argue that delivery of parts for the aircraft makes the Netherlands comp- compliant to possible war crimes. A lower court sided with the government in January. Today, the Hague Court of Appeals overturned that ruling and ordered the government to seize exports within seven days. The decision can be appealed. Government loggers have said banning transfers of F-35 parts from the Netherlands would effectively be meaningless at the U.S. Excuse me, as the U.S. could deliver them from elsewhere. Coming up, two fired First Energy executives indicted in $60 million Ohio bribery scheme failed to surrender. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns, right after this. one 800 If you think it might be poison, then the first thing you should do is call one 800 Poison is the kind of thing you're not supposed to touch. Old prescriptions, cleaning stuff, or spider bites and such. If you swallowed something bad or think you took too much, call the Poison Control Center Hotline with the people you can trust. For poison emergencies or just questions, the Poison Control Center Hotline is here 24-7 with the expert help you need. Free and confidential. We hope you never need us, but keep our number by the phone. 1-800-222-1222. If you think it might be poison and you don't know what to do, call 1-800-222-1222. A message from your Poison Control Center. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. West Virginia lawmakers are pushing to make the state the 12th in the nation to ban smoking in cars with children. Today, the state's Senate passed a bill making it a misdemeanor to smoke in a vehicle with a child under 17. The bill goes to the House of Delegates. But people can't be pulled over just for smoking with a child present. West Virginia has the highest use of cigarette smoking among adults in the nation. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says 11 states have the ban. The West Virginia's bill, excuse me, the West Virginia bill's main sponsor is a doctor and says non-smoking patient who's lost half her lung function had to hide from her father's smoke. Attorneys for the family of West Virginia Governor Jim Justice want to block a Virginia bank's plans, excuse me, from plans to auction off land at the governor's posh resort. A complaint seeking the injunction was filed Wednesday on behalf of the Greenbrier Sporting Club. Carter Bank and Trust wants to recover more than $300 million on defaulted business loans. The court filing says next month's auction would jeopardize thousands of jobs and, quote, severely damage, unquote, both the club and the Greenbrier Resort. Justice is finishing his second term as governor this year and is the Republican running for the U.S. Senate seat held by Democrat Joe Manchin, who said he won't seek re-election. A soprano well-known for her performance in the French cult classic film Diva has died. Funeral services were held Friday for Wilhelmina Wiggins from Fernandez Smith in Lexington, Kentucky. She died at her home there earlier this month at age 75. Her daughter told the Philadelphia Inquirer that her mother died of cancer. Fernandez Smith was a Philadelphia native who sang through the U.S. and Europe during her operatic career. Her, she opened the 1981 film Thriller wearing a white gown and singing what became her career signature's aria from the opera La Wally. She moved to Kentucky as her late husband returned to her home state to lead a university voice program. 
There's consensus in Virginia that the mental health care system is need of reform due to what Governor Glo- excuse me, Governor Glenn Youngkin's administration says is an over-reliance on hospitalization at the time of growing need. About a year ago, the Republican rolled out an ambitious incentive to transform the way psychiatric care is delivered. Youngkin wants a system that allows people to get the treatment they need without delay in their own community and not necessarily in the confines of a hospital. Doing so would relieve an overwhelming pressure point on law enforcement. His push to start a renewed focus is the issue of around the country. Two fired First Energy Corp. executives have been indicted in connection with a $60 million bribery scheme in Ohio. Republican Attorney General David Yost announced the indictments of former CEO Chuck Jones and former Senior Vice President Michael Dowling today, along with additional state charges against ex-Public Utilities Commission of Ohio's chair, Sam Randazzo. Jones and Dowling hadn't yet surrendered. The three face a combined 27 felony counts for alleged roles in a scheme centering on First Energy bribes paid to then-House Speaker Larry Householder in exchange for nuclear plant bailout legislation. Householder is serving 20 years for racketeering. He has appealed. Coming up next, two people dead after small plane attempts emergency landing on southwest Florida interstate. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your healthcare provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, Thundering Herd, and the 24th-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Coat Field at Dale Park. At the U.K. Soccer Complex in the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. One of the 18 people killed in the deadliest mass shooting in Maine's history is being remembered in art, including some of his own. An art exhibit this weekend paid tribute to Peyton Brewer Ross, a Navy shipbuilder and father. It was curated by his fiancée, Rochelle Sloat, who said the art exhibit shed a little light on a fun and eclectic man who was a hero to their daughter. The exhibit was entitled, There Goes My Hero, Chapter 1, Peyton Brewer Ross. The 40-year-old was playing cornhole with friends when he was gunned down on October 25th in Lewiston. Another 13 people were injured. 
Doctors in states with strict abortion restrictions say an increasing number of pregnant women are seeking early prenatal testing. They're hoping to detect serious problems while they still have time to choose whether to continue the pregnancy or have an abortion. But early ultrasounds show far less about the condition of a fetus than later ones, and genetic screenings may be inaccurate. Since Roe v. Wade, about half the states have put in abortion bans or restrictions, and that started the clock, excuse me, and that started the clock ticking. Many health care providers say more patients are deciding their, the fate of their pregnancies based on whatever information they can gather before the state's bans kick in. Plenty of retailers and suppliers are reducing the variety of their offerings to focus instead on what they think will be, excuse me, will sell best. Stu Leonard's, a supermarket chain, now has 24 cereal flavor, flavors or types, down from 49 in 2019. Coca-Cola has discontinued half its drink brands to 200. Many businesses have decided less is better, justifying their limited selection by asserting shoppers don't want to want so much choice. It's also more profitable for companies because they're not carrying over as many leftovers that need to be discounted. Elon Musk's brain implant company Neuralink has moved its legal corporate home from Delaware to Nevada. The move came just over a week after Delaware judge struck down Musk's 50 excuse me, $55.8 billion pay package as CEO of Tesla. Neuralink became a Nevada company on Thursday. That is according to state records. Its physical headquarters is in Fremont, California. The, excuse me, the Delaware judge ruled on January 30th that Tesla's board was too cozy with Musk and the size of the package was unfair. Musk later wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter, that companies should not incorporate in Delaware. He wrote that shareholders of Austin, Texas-based Tesla would be asked to consider moving the company's legal home to Texas. Two people have died after a small plane attempted to make an emergency landing on a Florida interstate Friday afternoon, colliding with a vehicle and bringing traffic to a halt as a massive plume of black smoke rose into the air. The Federal Aviation Administration has identified the aircraft as a Bombardier Challenger 600 jet and says five people were aboard. The Florida Highway Patrol says the crash landing happened near the Pine Ridge Road exit in Collier County, just north of where Interstate 75 heads east towards Fort Lauderdale. Troopers say the southbound lanes are closed and advise motorists to seek alternate routes. Coming up next, Trump complains about how much NATO countries put into military budgets. Your daily political update with New Center 88 returns right after this. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay. It's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well, I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Luke Hamilton. 
Egypt has threatened to void its decades-long peace treaty with Israel if it begins a large-scale offensive against Rafah, where some 1.4 million Palestinians are sheltering in densely packed tent camps on the border with Egypt. The landmark treaty took shape during the Camp David Accords, brokered by U.S. President Jimmy Carter. It was the first time an Arab country recognized Israel. If the treaty is nullified, it may have serious ramifications for Israel, which has relied since its signing on calm along its southern border. Robert Kennedy Jr.'s presidential ambitions resulted in public family drama after a political action committee aired a Super Bowl ad invoking the Democratic family's legacy to implicitly compare the independent candidate to his assa- excuse me, assassinated uncle, President John F. Kennedy. The 32nd spot was a fi- was financed by the American Values 2024 Super Bowl PAC that is backing Kennedy. The ad featured a shortened version of the campaign song that the 35th president used in his 1960 campaign. The spot also mimicked cartoon and new real effects using black and white pictures of Robert Kennedy Jr., similar to his uncle. One of, the, one of Robert Kennedy's cousins blasted him on spot. In a statement on social media, Kennedy apologized to any of his family members who were upset by the ad. A federal judge has extended his block on enforcement of an Ohio law that would require children under 16 to get parental consent to use social media apps while a legal challenge proceeds. Today, U.S. District Court Judge Algonon Marbley's grant of a preliminary injunction came in a lawsuit filed by NetChoice. That's a trade group representing TikTok, Snapchat, Meta, and other major tech companies. Their complaint argues that the law unconstitutionally impedes free speech that is overly broad and vague. The state contends the law is justified as a way to protect children from the harms of social media. House Republicans may be critical of diversity and inclusion programs within the federal government and elsewhere, but they are seeking recruit, excuse me, they are recruiting women and minority candidates along with veterans as key to expanding their slim majority in November. The chair of the House Republican campaign, Arm Representative Richard Houston, says that playbook helped Republicans make gains in the last two election cycles. Quote, and so, so we're using the same formula, unquote. House Democrats have a sizable advantage when it comes to minority voters and don't intend to cede any ground through. They say Republicans, quote, mock diversity and equity, unquote, when it comes to policy, such as cutting funding for diversity and inclusion programs at federal agencies. Donald Trump says he once warned that he would allow Russia to do whatever it wants to NATO member nations that are, quote, delinquent, unquote, in devoting 2% of their gross domestic product to defense. Trump's comment on Saturday represented the latest instance in which the former president and Republican frontrunner seemed to side with an authoritarian state over America's Democratic allies. NATO members don't pay to belong and don't owe the organization anything other than contributions to a largely administrative fund. Trump's frequent complaint has been how much NATO countries put in their own military budgets. The 2% is a voluntary benchmark and no debt or delinquency is involved. And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And John Bogus will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. 
Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to sniff them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines, and don't be surprised when he does, and oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user, or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. I want my You're listening to the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 45 degrees. Tonight, we will dip down into the lower 30s with some light snow showers expected in the early morning hours. Tomorrow, we will see highs around 49 with lows near 30. As we look towards this week on Wednesday, we will see highs in the upper 40s and lows in the lower 30s. Today in weather history, on this day in 2006, an intense snow squall off of Lake Michigan cuts visibility to zero along with a section of US 31. The resulting whiteout causes 96 cars to pile up, 25 people were injured. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information, and that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 45 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, uh, Samantha. Now John Bogus joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Emma. The Marshall softball team completed its opening weekend Saturday for the 2024 season in the FAU Paradise Classic. The softball team finished the five-game stretch in Boca Raton, Florida, with a 10-1 win against the Michigan State Spartans in five innings. Seven of the herd's runs came in the second inning, with the other three being scored in the third inning. Leading for Marshall in runs batted in was Riley Lucas, who had three. Bella Gerlock also recorded a double for the first time in a Marshall uniform. Savannah Rice earned her first win of the season in the game, pitching three scoreless innings. Emily Cole pitched the final two innings, only allowing, the one, only allowing one run in her relief appearance. Marshall finished the weekend 2-3, and three, defeating Michigan State on Friday as well, 1-0. Bub Faringa in the circle pitched her first career seven-inning shutout, and Lucas had the only run batted in. Marshall's three losses came from number 12 Arkansas, Penn State, and the host of the FAU Paradise Classic, FAU. The Herd returns Friday in the East Carolina Pirate Clash, beginning with a doubleheader against Fairfield and Longwood. On February 9th and 10th, Marshall Track and Field competed in the Marshall Invitational, marking the final meet in the indoor regular season. FM 88 Sports' Ben Anderson has the recap. 
Marshall Track and Field concluded the indoor regular season over the weekend in its final home meet in the Marshall Invitational. The Thundering Herd will have 13 victories throughout the meet, with day one having three victories, including graduate student Abby Herring, setting a new meet, track, and school record in the women's indoor 5K with a time of 16 minutes and 21.9 seconds. Herring says that breaking the record at home is a moment she will cherish forever. It was super awesome. One of my best friends, Cindy Smith, had the record, so when she came to watch and support, and she was amazing, and to do it at my last home meet in West Virginia, even just running here at Marshall was really special. Day two of the Marshall Invitation will bring more success for the Thundering Herd as it picked up 10 victories. Director of Track and Field Cross Country Keith Roberts says that the team's performance is the best way to start preparation for the Sun Belt Conference Indoor Championships. Oh, I mean, they were lights out, you know, going in the conference, what you want to see, winning multiple races. So, I mean, just to put races together like that, come out here and get all these PRs going in the conference is definitely a great momentum. Leading the way in day two for the cross-country team was graduate student Ronnie Saunders, running the mile for the first time this season and missing out on the record by less than one second with a time of four minutes and 7.3 seconds after previously breaking the school record in the 3K in the team's previous meet at the Belmont Classic. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says that Saunders is just one of many athletes that bring the challenge of deciding where they will compete in at the Sun Belt Conference Championships. I don't say it's already made up. It does make the mile a little more intriguing. The thing is, we do want him on the DMR leg. We're going to have to talk about it as a coaching staff, what we want, what our goals are, because like we really think we can win the DMR with Ronnie on it. So, and I don't want to put Ronnie in a bad position if we do too much with him. Marshall Track and Field will conclude the indoor season on February 9th and 10th in Birmingham, Alabama at the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships as the team aims to win its first team Sunbelt Conference title. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Competition from the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships will begin at 10 a.m. both days and will be broadcast on ESPN+. The Marshall women's golf team began its 2024 spring schedule this morning in Lake Worth, Florida for the Atlantic Invitational. Emily McLatchy, Casey McIlvain, Madison Borders, Hannah Shrout, and Olivia Cochin will compete for Marshall in the 54-hole event against six other teams. Today, the team will tee for 36 holes and finish the event tomorrow. The Marshall tennis team extended its winning streak Sunday to five matches when it defeated Furman Friday 5-2 in Barbersville. Marshall swept Furman in doubles play, while Johanna Strom, Dorotija Yaksovic, Sophia Hurrion, and Rika Giller picked up singles wins. Next, the herd travels to three different locations in Illinois, beginning Friday in Chicago against Northwestern. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers yesterday 25-22 in Las Vegas, crowning them, the, crowning them the champions of Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs are the first team to go back-to-back since the New England Patriots did so in 2005. Patrick Mahomes was named Super Bowl MVP for the third time after a 333-yard passing and two-passing touchdown performance. The 49ers have now lost its last three Super Bowl appearances. On this day in sports history in 1982, Wayne Gretzky scored his 153rd point of the season, breaking an NHL record. Thank you to OnThisDay.com for the information. That's all for today's FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm John Boggess. Thanks, John. Coming up, CBP dog sniffs out something unusual in passengers' luggage. Mummified monkeys. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
the Institute for Better Radio, we're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding, sports side, bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Aspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. And finally today on News Center 88, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection says one of its dogs sniffed out something unusual in a traveler's luggage in Boston. Dead monkeys. Agents say the passenger returning from a visit to the Democratic Republic of Congo reported that the luggage contained dried fish. But an inspection at Boston Logan Airport revealed four mummified monkeys. The CBP says raw or minimally processed meat from wild animals, sometimes referred to as, quote, bush meat, unquote, is banned because of the threat of disease. The incident happened last month. A CBP spokesperson said yesterday that the luggage was seized and the nearly nine pounds of bush meat was marked for destruction. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Luke Hamilton, John Bogus, Ben Anderson, Samantha Riddle, Peyton Sisko, and JT Montgomery, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson, and your thought of the day is it is a dim haze of mystery that adds enchantment to pursuit. Antoine Rivarol.